I love microdosing. I love microdosing. Yesterday, I needed to go practice my drums and I popped a little microdose gummy and I'll tell you what happened. I drummed for about a good two hours. That's fabulous. Yeah. I was looking at our new roof, hoping that it wasn't going to leak and I got some anxiety about it. So I thought, you know what? I'm going to take a gummy just to calm down so I can go to sleep and not worry about this. And I did and I had a great night's sleep and I woke up and there was no leak. I've noticed a change in you for the, a positive change. I like to hear that. Yeah. I feel like your mood is like very centered. I'm sleeping much better. Microdose gummies deliver perfect entry-level doses of THC that help you feel just that right amount of good. And you can get 30% off your first order plus free shipping today at microdose.com promo code pants. It's available nationwide. That's microdose.com promo code pants for 30% off and free shipping. Microdose.com promo code pants. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm sitting at a proper desk. Have you noticed? I am too. But don't you always? No. Oh, no, you have been on the couch. Mm-hmm. But Melissa says when we hold our mics like that, we make noise. Like, even if you hold it really still, you can hear it. I never hold the mic. It's always sitting on the coffee oh, table. Oh, me. She's or... giving me that speech. It's just me. Yeah, I've seen you sometimes lean back and you're holding it like it's a I know. floor stand. <laughs> you got I'm reprimanded on stage. by I'm Melissa. Like, yeah, I'm all Steven Tyler. Um, <laughs> yeah, but I'm sitting upright. I have a desk. I have a cushion under my butt so my butt doesn't fall asleep. That's what I'm doing, too. It's pretty exciting. I have exciting. my computer perfectly placed on top of whatever the hell this is. And uh, Mo is about to join us. Oh, there she is. I, I thought you just I thought you just had her leave the room because she was yeah, and making she too much the, noise. She did. And she, oh, opened, she the door opened it. And she came back in. Wow. How mm-hmm. does she do that? She just pushes it. It doesn't click. Yeah, it's not the strongest latch. And she's put it on the out, list, Kate. I know. I know. I know. What's your big list? You just said you had to run Today, a million errands. I, the I have someone coming in to replace a skylight. I have some yeah, art being awful. framed that I really want to pick up. I have to go to the dry cleaner. Things to knock out before the weekend. Got it. Are you? Do you go to the dry cleaner once a week? No. Okay. No. I Unless heard you it's... talk about dry cleaning before, and I'm like, maybe it's because some people do that. It's like a, you know, it's like going to the grocery store. It's like a regular errand. No, only if something that I really care about needs to be cleaned because I want to wear it again soon, then I'll bum rush it over. But no, I don't love, that's not one of my favorite errands to run. No, it's not very fun. It's fun when you pick it up a little bit because you're like, Ooh, it's clean. And yeah. And I look at that the way when I do laundry, I feel like I've just gone shopping when I have all this, like all these clean clothes waiting for me to wear again. I don't feel that way with laundry. Oh, I do. All my favorite t-shirts are clean. I was talking to Katie the other day about, um, 
jackets for some reason. And I was like, oh, she said she has this this uh, sweater that's kind of like fuzzy, like a bear. And I was like, oh, I have a jacket that's like a lamb. And then mm-hmm. and then I said, Kate has a jacket that's like a bear. Mm-hmm. Like we feel like we're FAO Schwartz characters when we show up at the same time with these things on. Yeah, we're anyway, the stuffed animals that you buy at FAO Schwartz. Yeah. Anyway, she said, uh, oh, I've seen you in that. I, I know, I know the one you're talking about. And I was like, Ugh. and I had that feeling that you get when maybe you didn't have this, but I had this all the time, this anxiety in junior high mm-hmm. where I had these purple parachute pants that I, I loved in a way I can't explain because everybody had parachute pants back then because break dancing was really big. It's the eighties just as a reference. And, um, nobody had purple. I had this very rare pair of purple parachute pants. And so I would wear them like on a Wednesday one week. And then I'd hit that anxiety would hit because I couldn't wait to wear them again. But you had to wait till it wasn't like an embarrassing amount of time before you wore it again. Like you couldn't wear them the next week. Why didn't you have them? They're like a statement piece. Well, I mean, we were, you know, we weren't rich by any means. It's not like I had like a plethora of different colors in my closet. Were they Cavaricis? Were you? No, they were, no, they were like break dancer. It was, well, that was sort of Cavaricis. And I'm not going to lie. I tried to break dance for a little while. It was terrible. Oh, every, oh I did too. Okay. I think every kid in the 80s tried that. Okay. But um, Cavaricis were considered parachute pants. Was that a little after your time in school? Because that Maybe. was a I've big thing. Maybe I've heard of that. I think that was East Coast. I've heard my cousins okay. from Boston Because Cavaricis in the early 90s were like the thing to have in grade school. Yeah, I didn't have those. We had very random brands that hit Bellevue, Nebraska that were that I thought, oh, they must be so famous when I moved to New York. And I would reference these brands and people looked at me like I had eight heads. Like we had Lagoons. Nobody. Exactly. They were like brightly patterned, like or loud patterns, bright colors, kind of like board shorts, like Like surfer shorts. Jams. Okay, so you had jams, we had lagoons. <laughs> but like jams didn't make it there is my point. It stopped oh, somewhere bummer. along the way. And then somebody else was like, I'll just put lagoons in Nebraska. Nebraska needs some jams. I'm going to make them lagoons. And we had no water. I mean, every, I mean, we had the river. Lakes. Eh. No? no, we had a lot of man-made lakes. Water isn't okay. that popular. Bodies of water. Except the I'm Missouri so River. I'm so sorry. Well, it's okay, but the point is we didn't really need board shorts. So it's not yeah, like jams, jams were like, oh, let's put all our money in board shorts. They were, they were summer shorts and they had all these fun, crazy Hawaiian yeah, patterns. Yeah, exactly. You Hawaiian. didn't wear them in the water. You wore them in the summer. I kind of wish I still had them. They, oh, I no, you wear pairs. them as a fashion piece. It wasn't just for water, but I think that was the inspiration behind the, the, oh, the shorts, oh, I'm sure, right? the offshoots. Yeah. yeah. 80s fast fashion. So no, we didn't have Cavariches. Well, consider yourself blessed not to have gone through the Cavarici phase. Right. I was always waiting for the Cavaricis to make a comeback. And they sort of did with some other designers, but not the full on comeback. I expected it to. Are they pleated? What, oh, what yeah, are they? They're, they're Cavaricis. I don't know. I don't know they're, what they are. They're, they're pants and they come in a number of different colors and they're high waisted and they're pleated. And sometimes they're double belted and 
they have that tapered leg going down to they your sound ankle. Great. But they were really I would wear those right now. Baggy in the thighs. I mean, t- trust me, it was a fucking thing. Wait a minute. The pants that you just told me to buy in New York that I did, the jeans, mm-hmm. sound like Cavaricis. A your little description. Bit, your jeans I had you buy are they they're they're more straight leg, whereas Cavaricis sort of ballooned out in the thigh area. And as you yeah. went further down, it got a little tighter and tighter and tighter. Sure. That's I, I might have to send you a reminder picture later of the, the jeans. I know you the were jeans. Like, I remember them. them. I, 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 I mean, remember. it was like a month I, ago. Yeah, I know. But I sat in the store with you for an hour. It's, you know, I, I, I it's hard not to forget. I know you did. You actually went and sat on the I Whatever. felt like the boyfriend who was, sitting, yeah. who was bored and just was looking at their phone being like, yeah, honey, that's good. That looks great on you. No, get it. How does my butt look, though? I look good. It looks good. <laughs> but you're not even looking. No, I am. It looks good. You really were. And thank you. But I, I return that favor in other stores that I don't care about mm. so much. I don't know. When we were in New York, I took you to a store that I knew you would love mm-hmm. and you pretty much butt out the place. I did. I was like, this is every lesbian's perfect store. It's the best store. Yeah. It's the best store. I know. I and do. I have a lot of stuff It's only in now. New York. Yeah. So it, it, you, and I get really tired of ordering things online. So the fact that we could actually go there in person was like Christmas for me. But you went balls out. I did. I got a lot of button ups. So what do you think about, I don't know why we're talking about clothes. <laughs> what do you think about button-up? I said I had to go to the dry cleaner and it turned into this. I'm sorry. What do you think about button-ups? Where do you stop the buttons? Depends on the shirt. Okay, but what's your favorite look? Because I my struggles happens between the last three buttons. I'm like, do I keep right. going up? Do I do like de- a little square? It depends on the collar. It depends on the collar. It depends on the cut of the shirt. Depends on how long the shirt is. Are you wearing it tucked or untucked? Always are your, tucked. Are your pants high waisted? Are they low waisted? What's high. going on? I'm just high waisted, tucked in. Well, it depends on the shirt. If I was doing high waisted, I would probably unbutton it a little lower. Hmm. I've also noticed in my closet, or because of pictures, I guess, I need to break this habit. I buy things with a really tight neck. Like, you know, button up shirts. No, no, no. no. Sorry. Just like crew necks. I'm always drawn to the one that like right up here. I know what's wrong with me. That's claustrophobia to me. I learned that I have a hard time wearing turtlenecks. I that area. No, not a turtleneck. Just a tight, like, like loosen up leash. Like what? I I don't even know why I'm drawn to that. But I noticed a theme in my closet with my sweaters because it's, you know, we're all starting to wear, wear sweaters. And I was like, what's with the shape and then you're talking about crew necks mm-hmm. maybe that's what you like i think i need to lay off them? what do you want like i don't the know there must be a looser world shoulder? no i i don't want it that big but i don't know do you it's want just, the scoop neck i don't want an on purpose neck that's stretch loose. it out put yeah, it on stretch it out sweaters you can't really stretch them yeah you can you can get a spray bottle with some water and spray that area if it's wool and stretch it out oh really it'll dry like that yeah oh you heard it here i got all the tricks (laughs) stick with me (laughs) speaking of which right now i have a pair of um like uh pants and i don't like the color and so they're in a bucket of bleach and water right now trying to suck the color out 
They're in a bucket of bleach trying to suck the color out. Yeah, bleach and water. Aren't you going to smell like bleach? No, Alicia, because then you wash it. It doesn't come out? Yeah. Bleaching. I'm Mm. just bleaching a pair of pants. I don't like the color. What's the color that you're trying to get rid of? It's like a very, very palish, sort of like a topish color. I just want them a little... Or skin I want them white. Toned. I want them white, and so I'm trying to oh. like suck it out. And I'm trying to see if that, if that, if that fabric would actually go to that. And if it doesn't work, then I'll dye them a darker color. I have a whole plan. I love these little projects of trying to. Uh... I've used. I mean, I've definitely used Rit dye, and I love Rit dye. Like made what a jean jacket black. Was there another dye? No, I've, out there I've that's gone better? opposite. I've like dyed them. I haven't. I haven't ever bleached out something where I'm like bleaching is tricky because if you leave it in there for too long, it'll just dis- dis- uh, destroy the fabrics. Mm-hmm. Right. And so you have to do bleach and water because bleach and concentrate will ruin your clothes if you leave it in there. But you have to leave it in there sometimes because certain fabrics are harder to suck the color out than others. It's a whole mm-hmm. process. I want to smell this shirt when you're done because I can't imagine the bleach is going to even if you washed it five times. I'm washing it. You, wa- you rinse it out I know, when you're just... done, and then you wash it in the washing machine, and Bob's your uncle. That's it. You know, you're we had a friend. Difference. We had a friend, I'm not going to name names, who said lesbians always smell like laundry detergent. What that's do we all not think a bad of that? Thing. What do that's we all my think about that? That's my favorite smell. I, that's what I used to love. Um, I started noticing New York. it. When I used to walk around New York, I used to love smelling the laundry vents from the buildings. Like you get a whiff strange. of that on the street and I'd be like, oh, that smells so good. That's a nice compliment. Cause I don't know. See, it? I don't want to smell like laundry detergent at all. Zero percent. Like? I want to smell good and clean and maybe some like a scent I have or like an oil. But I don't I don't want to smell like Tide or even a natural. I don't want to smell like that. I actually took offense to it. I was like, Why? But then I did notice as I hugged other lesbians, I was like, oh, laundry detergent. When you hug me, you you say I smell clean. You do smell clean. You do smell like laundry detergent sometimes. So then you don't like but the you way love I it. I love I the way you smell. No, you smell great. You always smell, like, smell great. I, but I smell clean. Like laundry yeah. detergent. You smell clean. <laughs> Unless do you like the brand I use? Is that it's less I offensive don't know what it than is. some others? I don't know what it is. I'm not offended by your, I'm not. Oh, I I don't take, I don't sense you are offended. I'm just asking because you always say, oh, you smell clean. Yeah. And it's probably the shirt just came out of the wash. Mm -hmm. How did we get on this topic? I said I I had to go dry cleaning and we went on this whole tangent. Why do you care? Don't worry about it. Do you have anything to do today? Am I the only one who has to go out and run errands? Oh, I thought you, all, you were going to say. Are you all settled for uh, for Friday? Friday? Oh, yeah, today's am Friday. I done with my Friday? Yeah. I ran my errands already. Oh, I was already nice. at Best Buy. <gasps> I returned some speakers. Oh, I've, as a Christmas present, my girlfriend and I are giving ourselves a crazy outdoor speaker system. Fun. So tell Anna to okay. get her Brazilian playlist okay. together. Okay. I will. I'm really excited about it because I bought what I thought was right. And then 
this woman at, at Best Buy was like, no, you should do this. And I was like, what's that? And then I went home and I watched a bunch of YouTube videos about it. And it's interesting because when you're outside, do you care? No, you don't uh, care. Uh, no, no, please. <laughs> Did you see that my eyes glaze over? <laughs> Maybe somebody out there cares. <laughs> this is for you. <laughs> Who cares? Um, when you're outside, what we do with our speakers is we turn them up, you know, a lot louder because in order to hear it across the yard, you need that. But when you walk by the speaker, it hurts. It's like being at a concert. And if you're outside, the sound disperses more easily into the air. So this is like some sort of, they like stick these speakers in the ground all over the yard and you don't see them. So it's like okay. this more atmospheric, like you don't have to crank it really high. You can just have it like at a nice level, but it's kind of everywhere you go. She was like, like Disneyland. And I was like, huh. <laughs> okay. Okay. Anyway, I'm excited about it. It won't oh, show good. up till December. I'm glad you're excited. I'm glad you're excited. That's all that matters. I think Anna's going to be excited. You can tell her when you get off the podcast. I will. I'll get. I'll, I'll get right on that when we're done. But that's what we've. That's what we're going to just do. That something like that this Christmas. Are you guys I don't exchanging, know. or have you talked about it? <sighs> no, we have so much work to do on the house out of town that. Um, our focus is really on that at the moment. And it's such a huge undertaking that I don't, we haven't even discussed Christmas. Um, Are you getting a tree? Yeah, of course. Okay. We'll okay. get a tree. We'll get a tree. I actually, I need to book my my ticket to Philly. Uh, Better get on that. Today, It's going to be crazy That's this another, year. Exactly. That's the other errand I have to run that I keep. I, I have it mentally written down in my head, which doesn't mean a thing because I'm going to Are you running it. to LAX to book the ticket? <laughs> no, I mean, I have it in my head, like my, my oh. mental post-it note. Um, uh, but no, no solid Christmas plans yet. No, I'm going to knock out the travel before the holiday. I like spending Christmas in California. Me too. It's my favorite. It's the city gets really quiet. Mm -hmm. No one calls you. You can get anywhere in 10 minutes. Yeah. It's like the... Yeah, when the pandemic began, that's what LA felt like Christmas morning. It did. For a number of months because you could get, you know, from here to Malibu in 15 minutes. I felt like I lived in the country when there was no noise. I mean, there was no noise. None. I None. could have been in the middle of like Idaho. I don't know why I said Idaho, but you know what I mean? Or Wyoming. Yeah, it was just really But it was quiet. LA. I miss that. I miss the quiet. I know. I don't miss the fear. And no, the, I don't miss the fear at all. But yesterday, deck, driving, we were, I, I was driving home about five o'clock last night and I was like, oh, pandemic must be over because it was bumper to bumper traffic the way it used to be. Mm -hmm. mm. Well, okay. Anything else before we No, I mean, if the there's questions? anyone left, if there's anyone, you know, left listening, maybe we should um, <laughs> <laughs> hit up some questions. All right. Hold that thought. We'll be back in a minute. Ladies, we can all bond over this one. Imagine a bra that you actually want to wear. They're hard to find. We all know it. We've been through how many bra many. brands? Ugh. And you're like, I like this about it, but not this. Or They're just uncomfortable. Well, today's sponsor, Honey Love, has revolutionized the bra game. 
It's real. Say goodbye to underwire and bulky fabrics that trap heat. Honey Loves Bras feature supportive bonding that eliminates the need for underwire without sacrificing lift. It's cool. It's like these little, I can't even describe it, like these little bone things. And it's like, I don't know how they do it, but it's brilliant. Plus, they've made fabric that's so soft, it feels like second skin. So you immediately feel and see the difference. So it's next level comfortable. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off honeylove.com slash pants. Now, after you purchase, they ask you where you heard about them. Please, please support our show and tell them pants sent you. Honeylove.com slash pants. Treat yourself to honey love because you deserve it. All right. So this week we have a mixture of, of people that wrote in and called. Okay. Child girls, my questions are, which activities relax you the most and take away stress or restlessness? And what kind of thoughts accompany you before falling asleep? Love you and thanks for your time. Cecilia from Italy. Well, okay. I have a workshop in my garage, a wood shop. And I used to build a lot of stuff when I had no job, right? Um, But now I haven't done that in a while. But the other day I opened my garage door, got my tools out and I just made a like a handle for my, my, I have a spa out by the pool and I made a handle for it. I spent like four days on it. Nice. And it's really cute, Kate. I can't wait to see it. And I zen out. I guess that's like when I paint or do something like that, I don't, the time flies by and I look up hours later and I don't know where I've been. So I would have to say something like that. This will sound strange, but you said uh, she asked when you get stressed out, what's something that, what activity? Cleaning and organizing. Because I feel like I have at least some sort of control over whatever little pocket of the house I'm in to make it, you know, functional. Mm-hmm. That's the last thing I want to do when I'm stressed out. I'm like, ugh, that can wait. No, for me, it's great. Like I'll listen to a podcast, I'll be left alone and I'll just like organize something that needs organization. And for whatever reason, it'll like get my brain into a different zone where I'm not stressing over whatever it is I could be stressing over. Right. Okay. Well, it sounds like we both have sort of a similar thing that we do. It just has to be, it's like a distraction from your head, Mm -hmm. from your own thoughts. Yep. And then at night, what do you do at night? I don't live. What do I, I drink sleepy time tea, like a ritual of mine. I drink and can. I read in bed and I sip it. I drink can. And I, yeah. And I like to watch, um, I hate to say it, but I'll watch something like Unsolved Mysteries. We know bed. it. We know you do. But the worst is when those intruding thoughts kick in right when you're about to pass out. Has that ever happened where some sort of intruding thought and you're like, ah, you're like, wake right up again and think, shit. I have to be really, really stressed out for that to happen because I'm, I'm borderline narcoleptic. Like the second I go horizontal, it's, I don't remember a thing. I go to sleep within, I'm going to say 30 seconds of when I lay my head on the pillow. Oh, I'm so jealous. It's odd though. I don't know why I've been like that since I was a kid. I go through phases. I, there are times where I can do that. And then there's times where my brain is just working overtime. That's when I find that when we're working and our hours are crazy, like my cortisol levels are just like, go, 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 go. That That's when I can't wind down. Really? That's when I can usually sleep. 
because oh, I've been on my feet all day and I'm happy to like, you know, kick the shoes off and just lay down for a minute. Hmm. Um, yeah, those cans. No, they're the or best. The can, whatever they're called. Um, they're called can. Game changer. Yeah. I know you were so scared to drink one and now you're I like. I was. I don't, I don't want to be. I don't want to be stoned and it do- doesn't do that. It just right. sinks you into your mattress and it's great. And then you can watch unsolved mysteries in peace or in fear. Nah, nah, just TV. Okay. What's the next one? Hi, Kate and Lisha. My name is Frida. Um, I am originally from Sweden and I moved to the States when I was 23, and I now live in, in Austin, Texas. Um, my question is, if you guys could move and live in any country, which would it be and why? Love you guys and love your podcast so much. Thank you. These questions are so hard for me. Because I'll say something and then I'll regret it. And then I say it out loud and it's on record and everyone might think that yeah that's where I want to be where really I was just trying to think of something off the top of my head (laughs) well maybe your answer is you're just happy where you are I think I am happy where I am and maybe you just don't want to move to another country no and so everywhere you say you might want to go you're like no I really don't want to go there I want to be here although I really got jealous this guy, oh, what was his name? It's this documentary about um, Nazare in Portugal. I think I've talked to you about this before. And what, the, where the big waves are? Yeah. Yeah, like you talked about that monster, before. Monster waves. Anyway, he, this, this guy, moved, he was in Hawaii. He, was, he, he lived there for pretty much all of his life. And then, you know, he went to go explore this place in Portugal he'd heard about and just was like, okay, I completely get it. And he really wanted to, make surfing there a thing and he basically him and his family moved to portugal and that's a far cry from hawaii and i thought oh i respect that you know and he just bounces between portugal and hawaii mm-hmm. that's not me. For me that's just something i <clears throat> i i uh i respected okay so you have you so you want to stay here at the moment i'm gonna say i, I am where i am oh my god you're like popeye yeah. Um, I, here's the problem with me moving to a different country in my head. I don't know the language and that always makes me a little unsettled. London or England. Yeah. But then I'm too cold in England. Okay. It's a little too rainy for me. Canada. Um, I did remember when I was like, I'm, you guys, I'm moving here. I'm staying. I'm going to get my residency. Remember when the show was wrapping up? I really was looking Didn't into. Didn't we it. all say that at one point? I no, I was like, du- I, I du- legit. Dual, oh, I looked into dual citizenship at one point too. Okay. Anyway, I don't know. <clears throat> I don't know where it would be, um, because I, for me, when I fantasize about living somewhere else, it's in the country. It's out in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. So I kind of go, oh, I could do that here. Mm-hmm. I don't have to, but it's a lot prettier, like on you know the coast of Italy or France or, you know, I don't know. I understand. I don't speak the language either. I I just feel like, okay, so I'd put myself in the mountains of a different country where I can't speak the language. And then I feel real, then it feels like, then it starts to give me, give me anxiety of like, oh God, now I'm, I'm not going to be okay. 
So I'm like, oh, well, I should just do that in like Montana. Right. You know what I mean? I do. I do. But I sure do want to visit all these places. Oh, yeah, for sure. But actually getting up and moving and. And then I'm away from my family, like. My sister and my niece, my nephew and my dad are like, bye, everybody. I'm moving. You know, yeah. it just feels it feels I don't know. It feels like too much for me. I agree. God, say bye to your friends. Way too say practical. Bye to your, like, say bye to your four friends that you have that you're not going to see. And yeah. And 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 start basically you. you're starting over. Yeah, you are. Yep. I don't need to. Yeah, but I'm good. My aunt Maureen, I talked to her like a couple of months ago and her and her wife. Um, they're how old is it? She's probably like early 70s. She's retired. She's like, we're moving to Spain for two years. Mary and I are picking up and. I'm like, that's amazing. Something amazing. like that sounds fun where it's like a it's got a cap. It's got like a two year cap. And you're like, let's just go on a massive adventure for two years in our 70s. I can dig yeah, that. My, my mother-in-law would. Whenever when the moment she's able to, she's going to move to Portugal. Because she there loves Portugal. Go. Yeah. So I would say the answer is I'm open. This is my answer. I, I'm open. It's probably going to happen. I'm never going to say never. It's but probably right going to happen. Right now. Yeah, I can see myself when I'm older. Going like, to a different country or yeah, just going just, to the I mountains can see that. Montana. I have that kind of personality. I don't know. I, what I'm saying is that it's all possible. Hi, Kate and Lisa. I just had a question. I was thinking of redoing my floors in my house. And I'm so, like, stuck on how to, like, pick designs for the, that go with the flooring that I picked out. Like, how do you guys come up with creative ideas for, like, designing your home i mean does it just come naturally to you or do you guys like have a go-to place where you get all of your ideas um by the way i'm Susie, and i am from albuquerque new mexico i love you guys' show it's amazing and it really got me through the pandemic okay bye Susie, go buy some magazines like architectural digest or dwell and see if anything catches your eye and go from there I listen, I have so many, so many blogs and design websites on my computer. That's the I, I read the New York Times and then the next move is design stuff. And I just look through. Um, I just find like, let's say I go to like Remodelista and they're like, hey, here's like an architect that's really amazing. And then you're and then you click on the architect and then you're like, oh, look at that house he built. And then you look at someone who like designed it and then you click on theirs and it's my every morning I do this. And yeah, it's um, a great rabbit hole. Yeah. But when, when it's actually happening to me, it feels pretty instinctual. I don't, I've had a couple of like internal fights over my, one, I get a little paranoid with my taste. I'm like, is that weird? Or is that cool? Or is that, and then I end up like not caring if it's any of that. And, and I just follow like, my heart and if it makes me happy or if I like looking at that color, I if I like looking at that base or that tile or whatever, if it makes me happy, you know, it's my home and that's how I want to live. And I don't really think about like, what would someone think of this or what would, and I'm kind of a risk taker when it comes to design. And I like, I like, I don't know. 
I like things that are that I don't see all the time. I get very sick of like when there's like a popular chair or popular couch or a popular I'm always like, yeah, okay, but what else is there? What who's I always try to find some somebody or something that's doing something different. And what kind of floors are you do you have? You didn't specify that. What I can tell you what not to do and what I don't think you should do is get black flooring. Don't get dark colored flooring. It will scratch. If you have pets, you will see the hair all over the place. Um, it's very pretty. It's very pretty, but it's very irritating to upkeep. And that would be my word of advice for you if you're going to start fresh. But yeah, Remodelista is a great site. I love Remodelista. I'm doing a house right now and, and I have to find all of these ideas and, and, and see what grabs my attention. And then I dump it into a folder and print out the things and check out the house and see if it'll work there and see if it's feasible. And even go on Instagram, type, type in wood floors, hit hashtag or flooring or tile floor, cement floor, whatever you have, and click that and see what pops up. You might get something. There's so many uh, design blogs on Instagram now. Good luck, though. This is from Dawn. Would either of you ever consider writing your memoir one day? Like maybe when y'all are living on that beautiful farm compound. Thank you. Writing a memoir. Who wants to hear what I have to say? Well, I don't think it's about, I think it would be about if it just felt like you wanted to tell your story. It's not really about who's going to buy it. Well, the more you're writing it. Because you want to get it off your chest or you want someone to in your family to know your story later. So we're not going to be here forever. I don't know. Can't answer that, Dawn. Never thought about it. (laughs) I've thought of it. I've thought of it. Only in the sense of some like very interesting and difficult things that happened to me in my 20s. And I feel like I was in New York at a special time. I have a lot of really great memories um, in my early 20s about things I went through. And I've thought about writing it down. I'm not a writer, but yeah, I've thought about it. All right. Well, let me know when uh, when the book comes out. I will. <laughs> You'll be at the launch. Great. Great. That'll be very meta. Great. Hi, Kate and Lisa. I have more of an advice situation for you both to dissect. So my fiance and I are getting married next year. And um, I have kind of come to the realization that the guest list is maybe a point of contention. Um, we're keeping our wedding pretty small. Um, probably 50 to 60 people, but um, she has a lot more family on her side. She just has a bigger family. There are a lot of um, pretty awful dynamics on my side of the family, so I am choosing to invite more friends. Um, We probably are going to have to cut down our guest list just because um, the capacity of the venue won't be able to hold everybody that we're wanting to invite. So my question uh, to you both are, you know, would it be fair um, for her to ask me to cut down on the friends that I'm choosing to invite um, for for the wedding? Um, you know, I love her family, but a lot of the family that she wants to invite, you know, she hasn't seen in five plus years. Um, so my friends are my family, so I would just like a little bit of advice, hear what you both have to say about wedding guest lists. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, let me get this straight. I have straight. a big opinion about this. I, all right, let okay. me get this straight, though. She's getting married. Her fiancé has a lot of family. 
fiance wants to invite all of that family and she wants doesn't have as does not have as large of a family there's a capacity problem and she wants to invite more friends did i hear that right it's basically like equal split like we each get a certain amount of people and do with it what you will but i think the issue i had in the question um i don't see any less value in friends versus family i think especially in our gay community like like she said at the very end her friends are her family so i think there shouldn't be like someone holds precedent over the other like i don't think it just blood or lineage always beats out what a friend is in your life so my vote is that you have just as much say in who you uh, get to invite and they're equally as important as your fiance's family. You hit the nail on the head. That's it. Um, I mean, that's the thing. I don't know about weddings, but I'm just saying that because you and I, Kate, we've had a situation before where someone's like, you know, talks about their family. Like it's more important than like our family because we have girlfriends and dogs and cats. But it's right. like, oh, but I have children. You know, it's like, I hate, I can't stand that in the Mm-mm. perspective area. Neither can I. And I'm like, nope, just as important. And I'm also an only child. So I can certainly understand the, uh, your friends or your family. In fact, that's even more powerful. Yeah, I think you should be able to, to if you're going to do, you know, even split, you should be able to invite who she wants to invite. And same for the other side. Yeah. And your great, great grandmother is no more important than your best friend. Yeah. 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 Or, you know, what you both could do is just say the hell with it and elope. That's what I would do. I'd say, you know what? I'm not paying for this party. I don't need to give everyone a good time. I'm just going to They want to have a wedding cake. I'm going to elope. They're not going to elope. And I'll let everyone know when I get home. They're not going to do it. That's not her question. I know they're not going to do it. I'm just saying that's an option if they can't come to some sort of agreement. Because at the end of the day. They're like, you know what? Let's can the whole thing. That's all. All that matters. Is that you're getting married because you want to and you found your person. We're going to take a break. We'll be back in a minute. Hi, guys. It's Brittany. I have a pretty simple question. But it's a question that I think is important for people to ask themselves, even though I know it can be awkward. What do you love the most about yourself? Ooh, that's a great question. That is a great question. That's something I don't think anyone spends much time thinking about because we're too focused on the things we don't like about ourselves. That's for sure. I struggle with that. I do too, but I think everyone does. That's yeah, it, I know. It, self-love should be the most important thing, yet it's the hardest thing to do. What do you love most about yourself? I want you to answer first. I like thinking. Ugh. I think I have some pretty good intuition. I can usually suss out people in situations pretty quickly. Whether I am able to act on those intuitions is a different matter, but I, I think I'm pretty keen on sussing out situations okay and people i don't know what that is i guess it's intuition um or it's like a gut instinct i love that i came out creative i've always valued that in myself and whenever i'm 
sad or whatever the hell I'm going through. That's it's always something I can fall back on that makes me feel better. And I have a lot of different interests. So like I can always find the creative part of those interests and it and then I feel happy and satisfied and I feel like I have purpose in life. And sometimes it can bring other people joy. Sometimes it just brings myself joy. Like I like that it's being creative is kind of a full circle feeling where it's it's a win win all the way around. And I like that because it helps me. Yeah. All right. What's next? All right. So this is from Julie that's at Cambridge University. Do you feel that you have reached all your goals or do you feel there's more to do? And without speaking about personal matters, are you happy? Emotional health is even more important than physical health. Yes, it is. Absolutely. Because your emotional health is connected to your physical health. Personally, yeah, I'm happy. I'm a bit tired. I had a bad night of sleep last night. But overall, yes, I'm happy and content. And not by a long shot do I feel like I've accomplished my goals whatsoever. Oh, I'm so happy lately. It's strange. Like I've hit this, I'm on a new high. I don't know what it is. I'm looking forward to things. I have a lot of plans. I'm 0% done with half the list of what I want to do in life. Um, I think also hitting the age I hit where I'm like, oh, here we go. We're like, this is where you really have to grab it by the horns. Because in 30 years, I'll be 80. And 80 feels old to me where I'm like, oof. So I got to really kick in to gear right now and have a good time. Travel, see a lot of things. You know what I mean? I have a lot to do. And speaking of a lot to do, Kate, Hmm. you should get your list done. I know. I know. This whole time we've been doing this podcast, I'm like, she just wants to go run her errands. (laughs) Huh? No, I'm worried about the sound upstairs because I heard the guy for the skylight show up while we were recording. And I'm hoping. Oh, my God. You better get up there. Translating into the into the the sound here. I do have to run some errands. There's no question about that. Yeah. Go get it done. Listen, I'm going to go get it done so I can uh, start my Friday. Start your Friday. It's almost two o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah, but it's still like the work hours. Okay. Although we're not currently working. Personal work. Right. Most people, the Friday starts at five, but keep on keeping on. Is there anything else we need to talk about before we go? Melissa? Yeah. So when people call in, please do so. If you're calling while you're in your car, please do it while you're parked. Because if you're driving, I can hear like the wind and stuff whipping past and I can't understand what's being said on the call. So we can't use them for the episode. Right. So if you've called previously and you asked a question or wanted advice on something, please call back and do so while you're not driving. There you go. That comes from Melissa. You don't Melissa. like the wind. She doesn't Listen, like the we wind. we do everything that Melissa tells us to do. So please follow And we're suit. better for it. We are better for it. So what she says goes. I know what we have to talk about. We also what? are officially doing our live show again. Yeah, um, that's right. On December 7th. At 6 p.m.? At 6 p.m. It's going to be a holiday-themed show. That's right. And we would love for you to come back if you if you saw the first one. And if you didn't, please come join us. We had so much fun the last time. And honestly, nobody asked us to do this. Kate and I were like, when can we do another one? Yeah, we had a um, great time. We're going to so have we went, more information for you. It's much like you. the coat. It's, it's much like the jacket in junior high. Like we had to wait like an appropriate amount of time till we could like Um, put on another show. Yeah, we just locked in the date uh, earlier this week. So I believe this week, as you're hearing this, if it hasn't come out already, it will be. 
information where you can buy tickets, how much. Um, and it's through Looped again, uh, which is that great company we were with last month. So if you joined us last month, it was last month that we did the first one, right? Yeah, it was. It's a very, very seamless uh, platform to uh, experience the show with us. Yeah. And it's December 7th, it's December 7th. So let's let's throw a holiday party together. Yeah, that's why I'm looking at it. Yeah, I hope. Right. Because then yeah. we all have to, you know, do the December thing that gives everyone a lot of anxiety. So let's before we all have to go do that. December 7th is great, yeah, but it's a good date because it's right before everybody has to start heading out of town saying. for the families. Because exactly. everyone, I'm sure, is going to be trying to make up for lost time after they last are. year. They are. All right, everybody. Well, love you, Kate. Thanks, everyone. Um, Till next week. All right, Pants. Pants. Thank you for listening to Pants, a podcast brought to you by myself, Kate Menig, and Leisha Haley. Produced by Melissa D. Montz. Please listen and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. And you can follow Pants on Instagram, at the Pants Pod. Theme song by Carolina Para of the band CSS and graphics are by Love Fox. <laughs> <laughs>